0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fast Impacts, where we are going to be going over a claim in under 10 minutes. That's the goal, anyway. Um, Today, we're going to be going over um, something posted by Katherine Crick. It's our favorite subject, Deliverance Ministries. (laughs) So, let's get right into this.
1: Okay. So, this is um, what Apostle Katherine Crick had to say. Uh, She said that when you see a demon-oppressed person, you shouldn't think, I'm going to cast out this demon, but rather, I want to see this person set free. This is because, in some cases, it's time for you to cast out the demon. But in other cases, a higher-level anointing may be needed to deal with the higher-level demonic powers. This is why we must be kingdom- of God-minded and not individualistic Christian. Some people have wrong doctrine when it comes to casting out demons, thinking that everyone can cast out demons of themselves and that you do not need to go to a church event to receive deliverance. But every time we see people set free in the Acts church, it was when an anointed vessel was casting the demon out. And God uses anointed vessels to flow through and destroy the yokes. Catherine goes on to use a verse to go ahead and prove her point here. Uh, could you tell the listeners what she used?
0: Yeah, she, is, she ended up using Acts uh, chapter 5, verse 15. And this is what it says. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to?
1: Well, I can go ahead and go first, but my first impressions when reading that was always to go back to see the context of the verse that she was using to see if she was using it correctly. And the right. Um, context of what was being done at that time
0: and is it descriptive or is it prescriptive exactly
1: so before i get into that i also wanted to give everybody a resource which most of you probably know about but um gotquestions.org is an excellent resource to vet things um again you use them too and be discernful of what they say but from what i've um, come across on there, they're pretty spot on with a lot of the things when people talk about. There's a lot of content on this, but what <clears throat> the one that I specifically looked at was what is deliverance ministry and is it biblical? That was the article that I looked at mm. in there. And th- there's so much in there where they tell you about what they actually believe when it comes to spiritual strongholds and soul ties, legal rights of demons, stuff like that. And then they talk about what the church was doing at the time. And one thing that really specifically stuck out to me was in there, they say that the gospels and acts relate that Jesus and the disciples cast out demons, the teaching portions of the new Testament Romans through Jude refer to demonic activity, yet do not discuss the method of casting them out, Hmm. nor are believers exhorted to do so. We are told to put on the whole armor of God to stand against spiritual wickedness. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. We are told to resist the devil, uh, James 4.7, and not to give him room in our lives, Ephesians 4.27. However, we are not told how to cast him or his demons out of others, or that we should even consider doing so. So after I looked that up, and, and again, everybody, it's a massive article, really great information, but... I went into my own library and decided to look at different commentaries specifically about Acts 5.15. Mm. And I wanted to see what other commentators and theologians and Bible scholars had come to a consensus of what that verse actually means. And on one version, they said, Peter, I don't know why it said Peter, <laughs> but it says, the people truly believed he had divine. Okay, so
0: yeah, because it was hard about believe, his shadow,
1: right? People truly believed that Peter had divine healing power, and that it might even extend to them through his shadow. Hmm. But Scripture does not say Peter's shadow ever healed anyone. In fact, the healing power of God through him seemed to go far beyond power, and that it might even extend to them through his shadow. This outpouring of healing was an answer actually to their prayer in a previous chapter. Mm. And then another commentary that I had said, "In the ancient world, many people believed that a person's shadow could have magical healing powers. The people referred to this verse were referred to in this verse were not necessarily Christians, but those who believed that Peter had magical powers. That people impose their own superstitions upon the new budding early Christian faith.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, when I had read that verse and its context, essentially it's it's a descriptive text. You know, and many, many times we see deliverance ministries in NAR, progressive Christianity, they'll take a descriptive text and make it prescriptive to somehow, mm-hmm. some way apply today. And, you know, more advice on that. Whenever you encounter someone using this kind of language, it's always a good idea to define your terms. You know, asking what you mean by anointing, what do you mean by oppressed? And it's worth repeating, deliverance ministries are geared towards Christians, as stated by prominent deliverance ministers. And there is no biblical evidence of Christians needing a demon casted out of them. And something else, notice how she used the term oppression, but goes on to say, it's time to cast out that demon. Right. She's conflating oppression and possession. And
1: that's what I've always thought of as well is that like when you think of oppressed, you think of outside influence towards you. Right. But when you think of casting out, you're you're in your language it is saying for it to become to come out of you as if it's inside of you.
0: Right, exactly. So just be aware when people conflate those two terms, it can get really confusing. So always always have them define what they mean by that. And second, there's no such thing as a higher level of anointing. And first John 2:20 20 and 27 says, but you have been anointed by the Holy One and you all have knowledge by the anointing that you receive from him abides in you and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you and abide in him. So we all have access to the same spirit. We all have different gifts as one body, and we are all equal at the foot of the cross. And then further, when she was talking about the Acts Church, you know, it's kind of like what you were saying, DJ. Um, Every time we see people set free in the Acts Church, it's because of Christ and what he did on the cross to deliver us from sin, not a deliverance event to cast out demons from a Christian. And yes, of course, casting out demons was done, But that wasn't the point. The point was the gospel and it being spread to the world. You know, the gospel is what sets people free. When you see someone obsessed with deliverance ministries, let these words from Jesus be a sobering reminder. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So it's not about a deliverance event. It's about the gospel, and which is really even taught, I feel like, at these deliverance events.
1: So I think that's another one wrapped up. And again, you know, for everyone listening, researching things and being able to go in and just simply looking at a commentary and being like, what is this verse actually about? Instead of just saying, I'm going to take this person's word for it and because they're the, the more, you know, they know more about me. They're the more anointed one or, or whatever it may be. It's like. No, like there are multiple translations out there and there are multiple commentaries and there's different sects of people who have done the vetting of things and, and mm-hmm. you can get your information from different sources and they come to a proper understanding of what it actually means. And yeah. it's, it's super simple. Like we did that one. It took me maybe an 30, 30 minutes to look through all my commentaries to come to the one verse that she used out of context. Yeah. And be like, okay, she didn't use it at all, right? (laughs) Right.
0: And some encouragement for you guys, too. You know, Jesus is enough. He already delivered you. You know, his word is enough, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. You know, we go through sanctification daily through repentance and submitting to him, and I know we've said this a lot of times on our previous episodes, but it's so true. Because sanctification is the act of God in which believers are being made righteous. And this is going to happen every single day, until the lord calls us home so you don't need to go to a deliverance event you don't you, you don't need that stuff
1: okay um well stated thank you so much y'all for listening again to another episode of fast impacts we'll be back with another fast impacts uh two episodes from now yep. next one's another full length so we hope you guys enjoy it and you come back again
0: yes and again if you want us to cover anything whether it be something through Progressive Christianity, More Deliverance Ministries, NAR, you guys send us those emails and we will tackle them the best we can.
1: Thanks.